Welcome back to Troubleshooting Agile. Hi there, Jeffrey. Hi, Squirrel. Um, you were told me that you had a moment of searing insight this week. And oh, I, yeah. I can't wait to talk about it. That was fun. So for about the 4,720th time, I had somebody at a new client, someone I was just meeting, tell me about someone else in their team. And the person said, now, what I've got to tell you is that as a person, he's great. And oh. <laughs> we, we, we really have a great relationship. I mean, we can go down the pub, chat about football. It's totally fine. Man, but this, and then he went into a long diatribe about many difficulties and reasons that um, this, this person did not have, in fact, a great relationship. And so my new rule is that if somebody starts the conversation by saying, now I get on great with this person, I really have a good relationship with him or her, I'm going to immediately conclude that the balance of probabilities is this person has a terrible relationship with that person. So I should pay attention to helping them. What do you think? I, I think that exactly uh, mirrors the uh, interactions I saw when I was doing the CTO mentoring circles, uh, because I would often tell the CTOs like, okay, and I was dealing with new CTOs typically, and I said, it's really important that you have a good relationship, I, I, and I obviously would say a good working relationship with the CEO. And I was often reassured in very similar tones. Oh yeah, we have a we have a really good relationship. It's really it's you know we're you know we can go down to the pub together and it's it's great. You know we can definitely hang out. Uh, everything's fine. And that was uh, like you. I <laughs> was I would then hasten to qualify and I said, um, well that sounds like it's a very comfortable relationship, but not necessarily effective working relationship. And I, I think you and I both agree that this is the these are these are different things. <laughs> Indeed, and these are the sorts of things, this, the relationships where you might look for this, and the places where I see it most often. You've mentioned CTO and CEO. I see it in technology and product interactions. I see it in tester and uh, developer relations. I see it in business, whatever that might mean, marketing or customer service or something like that, and the technology team. So uh, any place where there's somewhat different interests, but the uh, comfort isn't there, the comfort in a different sense, the, the, the willingness to have a conflict, a productive conflict on whatever the topic might be, where that willingness is lacking. That's where I see this, um, oh, he, he's a great person. Let me tell you, she's wonderful, but there's this problem. And then the yeah. problem is massive and is uh, actually the, the fundamental reason why the team isn't effective or isn't delivering or the uh, everyone's about to quit. You know, it's actually this dynamic that um, I, I was reading uh, uh, Twitter yesterday, which um, and I and I came across a, a tweet from uh, Matt Parker, uh, author of uh, Radical Enterprise, who we had on. We had him on. Yeah. Yeah, not not so long ago, um, and uh, uh, love Matt and his work. And he, but he had a he had a tweet that I, I was felt like I needed to respond to, and it was somewhat related to this. And and uh, the, the the tweet said, um, every time you engage with others at work, ask yourself, are you engaging in a way that increases collaboration or conflict? Yes. And <laughs> and I think that's that this is it's not that I, I disagree with him not that I think he's wrong but I really expect people to misunderstand and misinterpret it because of this bias uh, uh, towards um, interpreting collaboration and conflict as a, as comfortable and uncomfortable you know it's like collaboration is easy and conflict is hard in, but that's actually not my experience at all I, I often find the people who actually will engage in conflict at work um, usually come by it very easily. 
<laughs> and and the, the people um, who are doing collaboration are often are really working at it. And that there's an entire dimension missing from this. Um, of course, I have a, a, a very uh, fixed mental model that I'm, I think we've shared many times on the podcast, um, which is, uh, or if not, then we certainly should do so now, which came from an article which seems to have nothing to do with this um, called The Uncanny Valley of a Functional Organization. But there's a nice two by two matrix in that article, uh, link in the show notes, of course. Um, that makes that that shows that this is not a just a one-dimensional axis between conflict and collaboration, but rather two-dimensional because it captures a, another element, which is the um, you know are people willing to disagree? disagree? You know, on conflict collaboration is, is sort of like, do you have trust and respect for each other? But then the point is that you actually that's not enough. And I think that's people often are, are thinking just about, do we like each other or not? Not, are we actually disagreeing productively? Absolutely. And uh, what I see so often is that someone will say, uh, look, I, uh, I, I just want this to be easy and comfortable. I, I would like this um, uh, progress that we want to make, this goal that we want to achieve, this sprint that we want to complete to go smoothly. I just want an easy life. I, I had one client tell me that once. <laughs> really? Okay. And um, th th this would be great. I'd like that too. The problem is that I don't know how to get it and also get effective uh, organizational change, um, new features, innovation, progress without some form of discomfort. Uh, I mean, if I knew how to do it without discomfort, without conflict, I, I would be a richer consultant. <laughs> This is what we're, what I like about your um, uh, sort of insight here about, you know, as a person, he's great. Oh, but actually, that line just, you know, just as I, as I, as I heard it, the, 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 quali <clears throat> the qualification in there, you know, well, as a person, he's great, made me think like, uh-oh, there's something coming. <laughs> oh, exactly. That's why, it's, that's why the signal is when the person is uh, telling me that at the beginning of our conversation. If I hear a bunch of things about how you're um, uh, interacting and having productive conflicts and learning things and hashing out a way of working together, and then you say, yeah, and you know, over time, I've got to realize that uh, actually this person's great. That's not my danger signal. My danger signal is when the conversation opens that way. Now, as a person, Jeffrey's great. <laughs> and you can hear the but. Yeah, exactly. And now the, the, the thing is here, like, so we're talking here about troubleshooting. Uh, I think it's worth saying that, that the, the, when I hear this, this sounds like a, like a, a symptom. And if I, if I hear that from someone else, or if I find myself saying it, and this, I think we're saying to our listeners, if you think about someone at work who you have this idea, like, well, as a person, they're great. And you have this sort of qualification, but the, you're not really getting what you'd want from the collaboration, what to do about it. Uh, and I think you and I are going to have a, um, probably we, we haven't talked about this, but I think we're going to have a similar thing that we're going to say to do, which is to do what? Na name the, uh, the thing that you're observing, say what you see. If, you, if they really are great, I mean, the, the question here is, are you willing to then be honest with the person? And I think this is the idea that when you have this kind of hidden, but this sort of, oh, this person, they're great, but what, what it's actually a symptom of is your inability your uh, failure to share the, where you disagree with them. And, and what that comes down to in my mind is, is a lack of real trust and respect in the other person and in a belief that you'll be able to work with them effectively. 
and uh, I, I look at that if that's if this is me, then I would look at that as being on me, not on the not on the other person who I'm not sharing my differences with. It'd be easy for me to blame them and say, well, you know, they just don't want to hear this. Um, you know, they're they're not open to change. Like, there's no point in talking about it. Which could be true. It could be that your product manager doesn't want to hear about uh, the technical debt that's holding back your uh, engineering organization. But if you haven't said anything, you don't know. That's right. And you are not participating in the productive conflict, helping to create the productive conflict that would make you have an effective relationship rather than a friendly one. Exactly. And I like your use there of productive conflict. And I think that's a, a nice distinction from merely saying um, collaboration is to make it clear that collaboration there includes the disagreement, but it's done in a productive way. Uh, now now the, our listeners need to do is learn the skills of productive conflict. Excellent. Well, we have a whole book written about that and lots of 200. I think this is episode 200, at least by my count. I think I've lost track, but we have something like 200 episodes on that topic. So uh, very happy to pick that up again in a, in a future episode. How about that, Jeffrey? I think that sounds great. And I would love to hear from listeners. Like, does this, does, uh, does the, the scroll heuristic <laughs> resonate with them? Uh, uh, or can they think of people that they say, oh yeah, as a person, he's great. Or if you heard this from other people, have you heard that hidden butt? Uh, or is this something that just scroll and I have come across? I would love to know if this is something that only we're hearing, but other people don't. I, I think it's a signal that people should be able to pick up in themselves and others. But uh, I would love to hear from them if, if that's true or not. Absolutely. And if you have different ways of approaching it, I'd sure love to hear it. I hear it from nearly every one of my clients. So, uh, And I have a lot of clients. So uh, let's see what we get from listeners. The way you'd find us, of course, is on agileconversations.com, where you'll find free videos and Twitter for us and email for us. And I don't know what else is there, but you, you can find us in lots of ways. And of course, you can also come back again next Wednesday when we'll be on again with Troubleshooting Agile. Thanks, Jeffrey. Thanks, Squirrel.